Chapter 21, The Birth of Malice. Prick your finger, it is done. The moon has now eclipsed the sun. The angel has spread its wings, and the time has come for bitter things. Marilyn Manson. Sam stared out of the box, riddled with nervous tension. This place was hidden deep in his mind. Though he recognized it instantly, he avoided thinking about it whenever he could. Through the sludge-ringed hole, he could see the kitchen of the house that he grew up in. The smell of bacon grease always filled the air. It stained the walls in the tiny, unventilated torture chamber. This scene was all too familiar, one of the many verbal assaults that he endured in this horrid room. This onslaught was particularly horrid. He had forgotten to do a particular chore, and he couldn't even remember what the fuck he had forgotten to do. You worthless piece of shit. You make me sick. How could you forget to do something so easy? I feed you, I clothe you, and all I ask is that you do simple chores. But I guess you're too much of a fuck up like your father. His mother shouted at him from little more than a few inches in front of his face. Back off, bitch! Sam retaliated from inside of the box as he hammered his fists on the wood that separated him from this memory. He hated watching this and feeling so helpless, just like he did as a child. Come here, you little pussy, she barked as she locked her hand around a fistful of Sam's hair. With a furious pull, she slammed the scared little boy's face into the wall, breaking his nose. Both Sams began to cry, one from pain and the other from anger. The one in the memory because of the impact, and the one in the box because he knew what was next. You're such a little bitch. I never should have fucked your father. Then I wouldn't have to deal with your pathetic ass. I can't believe you're crying like a little baby. I wish you could just die so I could get on with my life instead of having to take care of you. You want something to cry about? She grabbed a cast iron skillet that had been cooking ground beef for whatever the evening's meal was going to be and proceeded to violently beat Sam with it. Sam, trapped within the confines of the box, could hear the ding of the frying pan as it collided with the various parts of his scrawny body. He watched as his younger self was beaten to the ground with swing after vicious swing of the pan. Finally, when he was curled into a little ball, she mounted him, placing one of her knees on his neck and the other on his back. With the ruthlessness of a warlord, she drove the flat side of the pan down onto Sam's back. The heat from the pan seared and cooked his flesh. The boy in the memory screamed in blood-curdling agony. The one in the box, mortified, covered his nose and his mouth to block the smell of burning flesh. She ripped the pan off of his back, pulling with it pieces of charred flesh that stuck to the bottom. Backing away only a few steps, she threw the pan at Sam. The boy in the memory twitched and cried in pain. The man in the box became enraged. His mother looked dead square at the Sam inside of the box and bum-rushed it, staring straight into the hole. You fucking pussy. You don't even have the balls to raise a hand to me. You are a worthless fuck, she said as she lashed out at him. With eyes full of rage and tears, Sam pounded on the inside of the box. I will fucking end you, you evil bitch. I fucking hate you, he shouted from a mouth that was foaming with fury. His crazy bitch of a mother ran back over to the boy on the ground in the fetal position and pulled him off of the floor by his hair. Dragging him like an animal across the kitchen, she slammed him into the door of the box. The boy landed just below the hole, where Sam could see his younger self aggressively being choked by the ferocious, vile woman. 
the memory faded to a bright white light that fluttered into the box and all but blinded Sam. Slowly, his eyes adjusted to the light, only to see that there was no definition to this memory, only an infinite white space and a younger version of himself sitting in a fetal position. Bloody and beaten, he was whimpering from the soul-crushing experience that took place in the kitchen. Sam had no memory of this, though it felt oddly familiar. Why are you crying, little boy? Asked a voice from the expanse. I hate them. I hate them, and I want them to die. Then why don't you kill them? I'm not strong enough, Sam whimpered. I'm strong. I could kill them for you. Sam raised his head to see who was talking to him. Before him was a young boy that looked oddly like him. The boy was not cowered on the floor. Instead, he stood proud and tall. His skin was much paler than Sam's, with a milky texture that was somewhat translucent. Through it, Sam could not see bone and muscle. Instead, he saw what appeared to be some sort of black flame that was undulating beneath the surface. This pseudocopy's eyes were filled with the same black substance that pulsed below its skin. The Sam in the box knew instantly this was malice, the evil of evils, the most unclean. I can bring all your misery to an end, he said, crouching down in front of Sam. I can make them suffer as they have made you suffer. I don't know. The worse they hurt each other, the worse they hurt me, moaned Sam. I just want it to stop. I just want to die. Why die when you can bring so much more pain to them alive? If they smite you on one cheek, we will smash them with the other. We can bring such glorious misery to them in life, and such pain to them in death. Growled Malice. His grin stretched from ear to ear, and showed his hideous black mouth with jagged, sharp teeth protruding from its gums. We can do that? Asked Sam. Malice giggled. All that and so much more. You are destined for great things, Sam. The boy's eyes welled up with tears. Malice's words were the first compliment that anyone had ever given him. No one in his entire life had paid this much attention to him. Here was someone that wanted to help him. Someone that saw his pain. The only person that ever recognized his real anguish. The overflow of emotion was strong enough to choke him up. All he had ever wanted in his whole life was for someone to listen. Just to be wanted and to be heard. But the Sam inside of the box knew that this was a trick. Though this was a memory that he had never known, he knew the thing that tempted him as a boy was a beast like no other. I want them to suffer. I want them to hurt the way that they hurt me, the younger Sam sobbed. With an angry, spit-filled scream, he shouted, I want them to die! Then let me help you. Let me hurt them for you. Just say yes. Malice said, rising back to his feet. Just let me in, and I will do this for you. Is it gonna hurt? Only a little. Just for a second. Then... You'll feel much better, I promise. 
A brief second of hesitation passed to the younger Sam. He knew what he wanted. Truthfully, he didn't care how he got it. He had been broken and beaten and saw no way out. The beast's temptation was the only option that had ever been given to him. He may not get another chance. Yes. The word was barely audible to the Sam in the box. However, he already knew the answer, and he was powerless to stop it. Malice was quick to act. He jumped on top of the youthful Sam before the breath from speaking had finished escaping his lungs. Throwing Sam to the ground, he began to thrash and shred him in a bloodthirsty rage, ripping massive chunks of flesh from the young boy's body and swallowing them whole. At first, the boy fought, but seconds later, there was no more fight. The floor of the infinite white space was covered with splatters and pools of blood. The vicious monster continued to eat the young Sam until there was nothing left but bones and chunks of guts. The Sam in the box could only watch with disdain. Malice stood up once again, drenched in so much of Sam's blood that it dripped from his chin and his fingers. Cranking his head at an inhuman angle, he looked directly at the box that Sam had been confined to. You are just a shadow of me. Malice hissed. The infinite white space went dark as the floor opened into a whirlpool that sucked Sam's box down into it. On the way down, Malice's voice pierced the sky once again. He is coming, and you can't stop him. Furious and fed up with the uncontrollable trip through the dark recesses of his mind, Sam mustered every bit of strength and focus he had. With one final burst, he crashed through the door of the box that Malice had trapped him in. However, his escape was not what he planned. He came crashing out of the box into his childhood bedroom. Erupting from the closet in a tangled mess of secondhand clothes, Sam stumbled into the small, dingy room. The scent of mold and humidity mixed with alcoholic sweat and cigarette smoke flushed into his nostrils. The poorly wallpapered walls were devoid of any decoration after various drunken rampages by his father had left any pieces of art or posters shredded on the floor. Only the little corners were left stuck behind the tape that Sam was too defeated to remove. The carpet was crunchy underfoot from various pools of vomit, blood, and spit that were barely cleaned after many nights of assaults. This place brought back memories of terror along with an unshakable sense of impending doom. At any moment, Sam knew that a tornado of vile words and senseless abuse could come crashing through the doorframe that had no door. Even now, after so many years, the older Sam was nervous. In the bed lay a younger Sam, black-eyed and still swollen a bit. Malice brought Sam to a time several years after the abuse in the kitchen. Half covered in an old blanket, lying on a pillow that was as crusty as the carpet. The pillow had the pleasure of having tears thrown into the mixture as well as the other bodily fluids that were on the carpet. Sam stood at the end of the bed, looking down at himself, not knowing why Malice chose to show him this. The young Sam, still asleep, sat straight up in the bed. No yawns, no scratching, no stretching or moaning. He stood up straight away and walked out of the room. The older Sam beckoned to him. Hey, where are you going? He received no response. 
The younger Sam was sleepwalking, yet he was walking with intent. As Sam followed the younger version of himself down the hall and into his parents' room, he became more and more worried. What was Malice showing him? What was the point of bringing him back here? Seconds later, he would get his answer. Both Sams entered into his parents' room, one asleep and the other fearful of what he was watching. The younger Sam grabbed a half-empty bottle of cheap booze off of the nightstand and proceeded to jump up onto the bed. He smashed it across his still-sleeping father's head, leaving both his father and his mother drenched in alcohol. His mother woke up for a brief moment before Sam kicked her squarely in the jaw, sending her right back to sleep. He thoroughly tied the covers down across the two unconscious bodies lying in the bed. The older Sam knew what was going on, but remained motionless in the corner and not attempting to stop his former self. Sam was witnessing a moment of reckoning. Judgment day for the filthy pieces of shit that were being strapped to the bed by the dog that they beat. He had always wondered what happened, and now he was getting a front row seat to the show. His conscious self could never have mustered the courage to do something like this. It had to be Malice that was driving. Though he hated seeing what Malice did to the boy in the infinite white room, at least he was delivering on his promise. Once again, the young Sam jumped up onto the bed. He whipped out his penis and began to piss all over their faces. It only took a second to bring them back into consciousness. Only a second more and they would realize that they were not able to get out of bed. Sam reached into the pocket of his sweatpants and produced a Zippo lighter. He turned his head towards the older version of himself. This is why I exist. I am here to protect you, to make you strong, to make you able to do the things that you don't have the balls to do. Again, the older Sam did not move. He simply watched. Everything he was watching had happened already. It was a set of events that had to play out. Even if he wanted to, he could not stop it. He would not. The younger version looked back down at the heathens in the bed as they writhed and cursed like rabid dogs, foaming at the mouth. The lighter that Sam held in his hands made a distinct sound as he flicked it open with his thumb. It made an even more distinct sound as he spun the flint to ignite the flame. I hope you like the feeling of being burned, bitch, the older Sam said in a cool and calm fashion. When the younger Sam dropped the lighter, the flames did not start big like they do in the movies. Nevertheless, they grew fast. His parents' angry slurs turned into gut-wrenching screams of horror, then agonizing screams of being burned alive. The flames engulfed the room and produced tremendous amounts of heat. The heat itself was not enough to make either version of Sam want to leave. Each of them had a cold and motionless look on their face while watching the two revolting human beings burn to a crisp. The younger Sam got right into the face of the older Sam. I get stronger every time you do, boy. I am not afraid to use that power to protect us. They want to hurt us and I will make them pay. Fade to black.